This is the Authentic Leader Podcast, conversations about the importance of honesty, ethics, and credibility that today's leaders need in a complex, changing world. Hi, my name is Jordan Rich. You're about to learn a lot more about authentic leadership from our experience team. Dr. John DeChico, PhD, is a retired professor of business management and leadership at Curry College, just outside of Boston. John taught there for over 20 years. He's also the former chair of the School of Business Management at the University of Phoenix, Boston campus. The author of The Leadership Gene and the co-author of Leadership is a Choice. John's also the founder and president of Organizational Analysis Systems, a business and leadership consulting firm. Dr. DeChico is joined by Dr. Robert Cuomo, PhD, president of the Cuomo Consulting Group, former chief economist at Boston Edison Company, and professor and dean of the schools of business at both Dean College in Franklin, Massachusetts, and Merrimack College in North Andover. He's currently an economic consultant to the steel fabricators of New England. John and Bob are co-authoring a soon-to-be-published book called The Authentic Leader. I think the best thing to do would be to have each of you introduce yourselves to a very excited audience. And we'll start with Professor John DeChico. You and I know each other pretty well, but for the audience that doesn't, how about a little background? Well, yes. uh, My name is uh, John DeChico. I am a uh, college professor, Um, recently retired as well. And uh, that is not from teaching, uh, just going into a new venture where I want to do a lot of research and uh, I want to really get into a passion I've had over 30 years, and that passion is leadership. You've been teaching it and writing about it, several books, and now this new path with your colleague here we're going to meet now, Mm -hmm. Bob Cuomo. Bob, nice to see you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Jordan. Pleasure to be here. And your background is what? Background succinctly stated is that um, I began my professional career at Boston Edison in the early 1980s and was uh, head of forecasting there and used to testify quite often before the regulatory commissions on rate increases. Um, Most recently, I was a dean of two business schools, first at uh, Merrimack College in North Andover and then at Dean College in Franklin, Mass. And there I had the satisfaction of uh, bringing the college to uh, uh, accreditation, and also mentoring students and developing curriculum. Um, uh, currently, I'm working on a consulting project for the steel fabricators of New England, whereby we're making the argument that uh, buying domestic always trumps buying foreign steel on the market and is better for um, the United States economy in general. How did you two get together? We'll start with that. Bob, you start. Well, John and I met uh, in the early um 2016, when I was dean of the School of Business at Dean College, and uh, I got John's services to teach with me a course on the economics of debt, D-E-B-T. And uh, what was fascinating is that John and I really had a good time in that class where we convinced students that you having debt is not a bad idea. In fact, it could be the key to financial success. And I think, John, one of our main comments was, do you like money when you make money when you're falling asleep? And they said, yes, I never thought of that, <laughs> making money when you're sleeping. So it was a very enjoyable experience for him and for me. And uh, since then, um, we've just kept um, kept um, our association. Great. Yeah. John? Yeah. Uh, I, um, I, uh, out of, I remember teaching um, a class or two before I became an administrator at the uh, University of Phoenix, uh, the uh, Massachusetts campuses located in Braintree. And um, 
one time I uh, went to teach a class and uh, I crossed paths with uh, Dr. Como here. And I don't know, we started talking about different things and we talked about economics and I have a passion for economics as well. And uh, what happened was um, we kind of, when I became an administrator at University of Phoenix, we kind of broke space. I don't know, I, we just didn't keep in touch with one another. And it was unfortunate, but you know, how life goes on. And then one day I got a call from Bob and uh, on my cell phone. And um, he said, uh, hey, John, you think you could come and teach an economics course for me? And I said, um, well, where are you? He said, I'm, I'm at, uh, I am the uh, dean of the School of Business at Dean College. And I said, really? I said, well, I don't know. I said, I got, you know, I'm teaching at Curry. I'm, I'm teaching, I'm an administrator at UOP. Um, University of Phoenix, and um, he said to me, um, think about it and then get back to me and let me know. Well, I thought about it and thought about it because I was teaching everything else. I was an administrator, but I missed teaching economics. So I go. said, here we go, and from there it just evolved. And that, that's the God's honest truth. And, and the we kept in touch. The evolution is what we're going to be talking about. Authentic leadership is the theme. It's an upcoming book in the spring of 2022, likely to be published then. But in the interim, you are both uh, taking on a new role as sort of uh, traveling uh, pi- pi- pipers of leadership and authentic leadership. So you'll be offering seminars, offering your vast knowledge in in terms of sharing it with people in the business community and elsewhere. So let's talk a little bit about how this idea for authentic leadership, the title came about. And uh, Bob, I'll start with you. This is something I know you feel very strongly about. Yes. uh, Basically, I think everyone has within them the capacity to become a leader. I am a strong subscriber that leadership is a a acquired feature, and it's not something you're born with. And what it takes quite often is some event in your background, some occurrence to dig that leadership gene out of you and say, gee, I really, really can do this. And uh, I found that the the most successful people in life are those who consider life being a marathon, not a sprint. Not how many times you get knocked down, how many Mm. times do you get up? Great example of that, one of my heroes, Theodore Roosevelt, lost lost his wife and his mother within three hours on the same day. And look what he did after that occurred. He went back and went to Africa, did a lot of other things. So the key to success in life to me is resilience, perseverance, and recognizing that um, we all have within us the capacity to make other people better and in doing that, being ourselves better. One of the things that you guys are going to be focusing on is it's not just the leader in the, in the front office, the corner office, but it's people uh, on different tiers in various organizations that can step up to be leaders. They may not have the title, but they can still utilize the authentic leadership model. John? Um, yeah, great point, Jordan, because um, the uh, first book that I co-authored with uh, Ken Strong, mm-hmm. uh, another wonderful colleague, um, Leadership is a Choice, um, one of the things that... Um, Ken had come up with when we were sitting down talking about writing that book was he says, you know, John, 
you don't have to have a sign on the door to be a leader. Mm. And I said, that is the quintessential definition of what a leader is. A leader doesn't have to have a sign on the door. Uh, a person in a production line that sees someone else struggling on that same production line that just leaves his or her post and goes over and helps that person, and they follow that lead. They're not getting any more money for it. They're not doing anything more for it. But they need to go and help that other person because that fulfills them. That's what uh, our next book is going to be talking about in a lot of ways. How do you find that leadership gene and turn it in to an authentic leader? I love the uh, the example of the production line worker because we can all relate to that. Most of us don't have CEO in our titles. And Bob, uh, there's a values-based element to this that's very strong. I know both of you gentlemen, I know John a lot better, but values and ethics and a basic sense of morality plays a part in the authentic leader. Yeah, it comes down to your true basic principles. Um, one of the... Um, uh, most uh, accurate to me uh, metaphors is we want to give others roots and wings. That is, we want to instill in them the roots to become successful, to be persevering, to be honest, to helping other people. And hopefully by doing that, they have the capacity eventually to fly away. A great example is within your own personal family. We have two children. Um, both of them um, stayed home, one at the age of 27, the other at the age of 24. And when they moved away, I cried. My wife says to me, well, Bob, we brought them up to have values, to do good, to help other people. Do you want them to stay dependent upon us forever? Or do you want to ultimately say, you know, I did my job, time to let them fly. They're going to make mistakes, be there as a resource to help them but get that done. So I think values, you're quite right, Jordan, are the key essential um, qualities of being a successful person. And um, I think if we can strive to do that every day, again, we don't need a GPS. It just mm -hmm. falls out naturally. Yeah, John, it, it seems as though uh, people are thirsty for character in place of just uh, fame and fortune. Character matters, as Martin Luther King said. Um, and this is what authentic leadership, the word authentic really means a lot to me, who am I sitting down with? Two real dudes, two real guys who, who get it. And that's what you want to help people understand, I guess. Yeah, a great point again, Jordan. It isn't that people don't get it. It's that they're afraid of it. Mm. I said, well, what do you mean by that? What do you mean that they're afraid of it? People more than likely are trying to get away from revealing their true selves that could do so much more. Most employers spend so much money trying to pay people for their skills, but they can get so much more from them if they were relating to them on a, on a basis that gets into what they're actually capable of doing, but in a more humanistic sense. You can't be a good leader unless you can embrace the culture in which you work. And that's why I think you need, we, um, for example, real quick, Bob was just talking on Sidebar with us about um, uh, Steve Capone of Capone Iron. 
a great guy who has values and says, through tough times, hard economic times, I have to keep my eye on the ball. And the idea is, how do we keep the eyes on the ball of the people that we work with and share that same vision as we have as leaders? That's where Authentic mm. comes from. Yeah, I remember the famous Firestein story, the Malden Mills plant. We're all memory. We're all familiar with that since we're from this area, where the plant had a major. Was a fire, I guess, right? Yes. Yeah. And Malden uh, Mills. Malden, Malden Mills, Mills, and the owner could have just shut the doors and laid everybody off, but he kept paying employees and kept them going because he appreciated their dedication and. Lo and behold, it was a success story. I mean, that takes bold leadership and a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. He was criticized at the time for being too um, uh, altruistic. But And I grew up there. I worked around the corner at the IRS on Lake Street. Mm. And I was always impressed with this man's dedication to uh, help out not only those who were employed there, but uh, producing goods for the troops. Part of what he was doing is mm. part of his Malden Mills you know, saga. So um, that is something that... Um, we all have to remember that uh, don't take your eye off the ball, have your values, have your principles, and steadfastly, doggedly, just keep on pursuing till they're achieved. And as you said earlier, Bob, uh, either off or on the air, you're going to fall down, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to bloody your knee, but if you just give up, that's not a, an authentic leader, that's a leader who's not ready for the fight. Exactly, I agree. You know, one of the problems I find that you hear so many celebrities who for so many reasons you don't know commit suicide because they can't go on. Part of the problem is that things come so easily sometimes when they do come easily. When you have a struggle, you don't know how to deal with it. The guy who's been knocked down again and again and again and gets up is used to that. So I always say the key to success is failure. So I think authentic leaders realize success is a part of, a, so, part of life. So now the, the time is so right for you to be out there, both of you, uh, seasoned, wisened professors and, and leaders in your own right. Because this generation that we see up and coming is the generation that's been somewhat pampered and they're not used to defeat. So they are in intense need of your advice, John. Um, yes, but... The thing is, as much as they have an intense need to get our advice, we have an intense need at this stage in our life to get the word out to them. We have a very small, you know, you know, co-teaching uh, economics with Bob, with um, millennials and, and also, I guess, the next generation after that, um, the Z generation. The thing is... They were hungry to know what they needed to do to make a difference out there. It wasn't just about money. So the whole reason why we're coming out with this book, The Authentic Leader, is that we're looking at it in a way that no one else has looked at it from a point of economics. But economics, not just about profit. There's another social element of economics and that is, in order to keep the economy striving, you need each other. You need the right types of leaders to do that. Mm, no question. We'll talk further about some of the logistical steps that people are going to take and also how the new book, which is coming out in the spring of 2022, um, tells the story. And it is a story. It's much more readable and understandable when you put it in people terms. 
it's it's it involves a character, right? Somebody we can identify with. Well, it involves actually it involves a couple of characters. Um, uh, when I wrote the book, The Leadership Gene, we had to help a character by the name of Josh Keating find his leadership gene. And just like with a GPS, he had to find all the roads and he had to find out where you needed alternative routes to get to your destination. And we got, now we have him again in the authentic leader trying to find his destination. But Wait to see what happens. Like, yeah, it's a cliffhanger, but it's a good one as as we go along. So, Bob and John, we've got a lot of uh, information to relay to the public, but you're going to be doing it in person, in whether it's virtually or in the flesh, and a very exciting time for both of you, and I wish you the best, and we look forward to a lot of really scintillating conversations about authentic leadership coming up. Thank you very much, Jordan. It's been a pleasure being here with you this morning. Thank you, Jordan. As always, and working with you for so many years, it's a continued pleasure to work with you. You've been listening to the Authentic Leader Podcast with Drs. John DeChico and Robert Cuomo. Many thanks for subscribing, downloading, rating, and reviewing the podcast. For information about leadership training and authentic leader seminars, please visit choicetolead.com.